This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Oftentimes when you're in trouble, when you're going through a hard time, and people come to your rescue, we find ourselves elevating them to God's status. We elevate pastors to God's status. We elevate missionaries to God's status. We elevate those who have a food pantry, who give you a food box, who give you, give you money or whatever when you need to a place where only God needs to be. I want to ask you a question. Maybe you've never received help from a church before, but I want to ask you this question, Living Church. As we come to an end of 2020 and we enter into a new year that we do not know what holds for us, can God trust you with trouble? Hmm. <laughs> so you want me to preach a message on how God will bless you and how God will multiply your giving and here I'm saying, listen, thank you for sharing in the trouble, but I got what it takes because of Christ in me. But the question I really want to ask you is, as we go into 2021, can God trust you to multiply the troubles that you face? Or are you going to start looking to man and not looking to God and doubting God? Can God trust you with trouble? And will you trust him and not put your faith in man? Would you be able to say to those who come alongside you, it's kind of you to share my trouble, but I got what it takes. Let me illustrate this for you because I don't want you to fall asleep. This is Christmas season, right? And you've been, hopefully, been reading the, the message of Christmas, the, the, the narrative of Mary. And um, Hail Mary, full of grace, right? Hail Mary, highly favored. She wasn't just a virgin who was going to be a wrapper for the greatest gift the world has ever received, but she was also ready to get into trouble. Knowing that, Christ in her she can get through whatever obstacle came her way look at Mary, uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 28 Mary's response to the angel and Mary said behold I am the Lord's servant let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her Mary you're young you're a virgin you've never been with any man you're never not married there's going to be a baby in you he's going to be the savior of the world you're going to go through trouble but I don't want you to look to man I want you to trust me can God trust us, living church, with multiplied troubles? And will we be faithful in looking to Him? And I know, I know, I know this is hard. We don't like suffering. We want to run away from suffering. But if you want to see the supernatural move of God, we have to be people that are willing to trust God in our trials, in our troubles, and not look to man, but solely lean on God. Mary, she could have lost her man, but she was ready for trouble. Why? Because she had what it takes. She was looking to God. She trusted God. Mary, she's after six days or six weeks journey on a donkey maybe. And she could feel the baby getting lower and lower. And she's like, hey, Joe, this baby's on its way, man. Knock, knock, no room in the inn. No room in the inn. No room in the inn. She could be trusted with trouble. And there she is, our own animals. She gives birth to a baby, wraps the baby in milk cloth. She was ready for trouble. She didn't look to people. She trusted God. Very soon she's on the run. Herod's trying to kill them, hunting them down like a fugitive. The, the Magi's give them expensive gifts, but she's not trusting people in her trouble. She's trusting God. People were kind enough to let her give birth in a manger, but that was not who she was looking to. The wise men were kind enough to bring her gifts. That was not who she was looking to. Her strength was in God. Can God trust you with trouble? As this year comes to an end, and as we look toward the new year, I really want this question to ring loud in your spirit until you can say, Lord, 
I'm trusting you with trouble that you walk me through because I know that you built me for whatever plans you have for me and you are able, more than able. And with you, I got this. Psalm chapter 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord, he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he rescued me from all my fears. As you go into this new year, as this year comes to an end, there might be many troubles that come knocking on your door. Don't put your trust in man. It's God who will get you through. And with Christ in you, you got this. You know, Living Church, 52 weeks I think this, this year was, not one Sunday did we go without a message being preached that had the gospel in it. Not one Sunday. I didn't keep account of how many people were saved. I, I kind of don't like doing that. But I need to tell you that there were many people that came to know Jesus. Right over here, at home. And more than that, God has been blowing our minds with how many people are being reached around the world through what God is doing over here. You need to know that there were people who were stuck in religion that God is setting free and embracing the grace of God. There were people who were stuck in fear of death that God has been setting free. There have been people that have found new, found healing in Jesus Christ. That message on Death Valley is still continuing to change lives. The message on spiritual transformation is still continuing to change lives. The message that we started in the beginning of this series, when the clouds don't go away, is still bringing joy and hope to those who are struggling with depression and anxiety. And all that being said, I want to tell you, it was kind of you to share in my calling. It was kind of you to share in the troubles of the living church. It was kind of you. And your giving, I can say with faith and in confidence, it was a sweet smelling aroma, a sacrifice pleasing to God. The second thing Paul is going to say, that loneliness is hard. Loneliness is hard. But it's only Jesus that can get you through your loneliness. Loneliness is hard as we have glimpses of a new strain of virus or this new whole deal and, and countries are beginning to consider completely shutting down and, 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 and you know like people getting once again locked into their homes and, and we have no idea what can happen. It's quite possible we'll go through a whole new wave of loneliness and, and, and separation and uh, isolation. And while you go through loneliness, you need to know that it is hard. Yes, it's okay to admit we're not made to live in isolation, but it's only Jesus that can get you through your loneliness. For a long time, being in church ministry, being in, in gospel-centered ministry, I thought only it was people who were in the ministry that felt lonely. I really thought it was only pastors that felt lonely. But then I was on my road trip to Washington, D.C. a couple of months ago. And um, it's actually crazy as you travel further and further and further away from home, especially when you're alone. There's this fear that begins to grip you. You start feeling very alone. And you feel like, man, the people that love me are really far away. Thank God for social media and for phones that you can reach people and talk to them. But there's a, there's a sense of loneliness that, uh, that you begin to feel when you're separated from people that you love. And uh, loneliness was not just a problem for the apostle while he's sitting alone in prison. Loneliness is a problem that's very evident even when you're around family. Because oftentimes we find ourselves in a prison of loneliness that we've created because your spouse comes home every day, the shoes are under the bed, but it's been years since he's brought emotions into the bedroom. It's been years since she's brought a smile into the home. And on the outside, 
It looks like we got company, we got friends, I'm married, I got children, I got a church, I got a life group. But you built a prison of loneliness. I know I'm hitting a nerve this, in, in this point. I know I'm hitting a nerve because in this point, the Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully I had to stop multiple times and cry and weep for some of you who are in the prison of loneliness. And I want to see a breakthrough like never before in your life in this area because you need to know that you got what it takes, my friend, with Christ in you. And he's the only one that can get you through your loneliness. While I was researching this, I came across this letter that I think... Mm, was perfect. Let me just read this to you. A letter that came into the radio station, I quote the letter. Today, you really stuck, struck a spot that's sensitive to my heart. I try not to dwell on it, the loneliness in marriage. But the truth is, I'm lonely. My husband and I are both Christians. We live relatively well, we're educated, and my husband is a good man. He works hard and is a good provider. He isn't abusive, and he's a fairly good father. But my emotional needs are very rarely met because he works all the time. It's the case of two people living parallel lives but never really meeting at all. He's heard and read a little bit about how a husband can create a good relationship with his wife, but it must all pass over him without making an impression. I'm not going to nag. I try not to think about it, but the hurt is deep. I am a very lonely person. I know that I cannot fix marriages with a one point in the three point message but I'm hoping that the underlying truth in this will begin to cause a shift and a change not only in your marriage but in every relationship and the loneliness in the prison that you built of loneliness in your life it's hard to be in partnership with someone who doesn't want your friendship and if you're here and I know I haven't gotten the verse yet but if you're here and you're not friends with your spouse that's got to change we're going to talk about how we can actually change that. And if you're sitting here and you're not married, and you're, and you're single, and you're like, well, that, I'm off the hook. I'm single, so I can struggle in my prison of loneliness. False. Paul was single. Okay? And he struggled with loneliness too. And he overcame loneliness through Jesus Christ. So let's see how he did it. Verse 15, he says, And you Philippians, yourself know that in the beginning of the gospel... When I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you. What Paul is saying is his loneliness came from no one wanting to partner with him. No one wanted to be his friend. Dude's already single. Even the apostles didn't want to partner with him in the beginning. They're like, no, you go talk to him. They're like, no, you go talk to him. They're like, rock, paper, scissors, let's see. They're like, no, you cheated. You know? And finally Barnabas is like, dude, I'll go talk to him. You know, little Barney, son of encouragement. No one wanted to partner with him. And Paul loved the Philippian church because they were the first church to come alongside him and to help him in this lonely struggle of ministry. That's why Philippians chapter 1 verse 3 says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy. Why, Paul? Why? Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You need to get hints of how can you overcome loneliness through the way Paul writes. Look back, Philippians 4 verse 16. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once again. You guys were always my friends. You guys partnered with me. You know, Paul, it wasn't always smooth sailing for him. There were times of loneliness in his ministry. And I wonder sometimes if you look back on some of David's writings in Psalm 142 verse 4. He says, look, David writes Psalm 142 verse 4. Look and see. There is no one at my right hand. 
No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. Man, there are so many people that come and complain to me and say, man, this church, no one cares for me. No one called me. I was sick. No one took care of me. The pastor never called me. I'm like, dude, the pastor's trying to keep his head on straight right now. He's got five kids. And he's losing hair. You know? No. Look and see. <laughs> no. Trust me, I am. Yeah? Look and see. There's, my forehead wasn't so big earlier. I'm like, what's happening? You know? Yeah, you can put the screen verses over here soon. Anyways, look and see. There's no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. And that's how you feel. I want you to know that in lonely times, it is hard. But only Jesus can get you through your loneliness. Once again, going back to the first point, don't look to man. Don't look to man. Paul, look at this, what he writes towards the end of his life. I'm, I'm stressing on this because I want you to know that even the apostles feel lonely. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 9. Do your best to come to me soon, he tells Timothy. For Demas, in love with the present world, has deserted me and gone. Where did he go? He's gone to Thessalonica. The same church that in Thessalonica didn't want to support Paul and the Philippines were supporting him. Crescens has gone to Galatia. Titus to Dalmatia. Something. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him uh, with you. For he's very useful to me for ministry. Another dude, he said, I've sent him to Ephesus. And he says, when you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Trias. Also the books and above all the parchments and then he wants Timothy about a guy named Alexander the coppersmith who went against Paul and, and tore on his name slandered him and he tells Paul beware of him uh, tells Timothy beware of him yourself because he strongly opposed our message but look at verse 16 track with me now track with me at my first defense no one came to stand by me you feel alone Paul felt alone too you feel isolated at home Paul felt that way too at my first defense no one came to stand by my side. In fact, Paul is going out of his way to preach the gospel. He's spending, he's working hard with his own hands to not be a burden on the people that he's preaching the gospel to. And he says, at first defense, no one came to stand by me. But all deserted me. They ran away. They were cowards. They came and they acted like my friend. And as soon as trouble came, they ran away. They deserted me. And then he says, may it not be charged against them. Look at verse 17. It's powerful. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. I really hope that you could say when you go through lonely times, but the Lord stands by me and is strengthening me. You can go through lonely times and it's not people who can rescue you out of loneliness. It's not a marriage that will rescue you out of loneliness. It's not friends. It's not a church community. It's not life groups. It's Jesus that rescues you out of loneliness. That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho. 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store.